My name's Austin, and this is Flashpoint, the art and science of your big breakthrough. If you believe that you were meant to break through and thrive in your life and your business, then this is the podcast for you. Is there a moment when success happens? Is there a recipe that creates your big breakthrough? We're going to answer those questions and many more on the brand new podcast and TV show based on the upcoming book called Flashpoint, the art and science of your big breakthrough. Today I have the honor and the privilege to bring on today's guest. His name is James McNeil. He's been a mentor to me. He's circumnavigated the globe eight times on his personal quest and mission to understand personal development and what really inspires people. He's worked with Richard Branson. He's worked with Les Brown. He's actually done personal projects with Les Brown. He's been on stage with Tony Robbins. I believe he even shared the stage with Warren Buffett's daughter. So he's been very well traveled. He has some several major global brands. And today I want to introduce my mentor and friend, Mr. James McNeil. James, it's an honor to have you today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Austin. I'm actually very <laughs> excited to, to be on this show. I, I believe what you bring to the table, both because of who you are and the content that you bring, is truly life-changing. So I'm, I'm honored, privileged to be here, so thank you very much, sir. This is going to be a special interview. If you're just tuning in, you want to stay with us. Today, we're going to be talking about James's signature program. It's his life's work. It's called Dream Life. And I, I got chills because I understand it. I've had the opportunity to work with James on this. But James, before we dig into Dream Life, Yep. I really want people to know who you are, that you're not just some guy that is just, you know, jumped out of a parachute and landed on a stage with Richard Branson and some of the names I mentioned. I want them to understand where you came from and how you got to where you are. So can you speak a little bit about where you came from and, and maybe what led you into doing what you're doing now? Well, I actually love talking about that. Thank you, Austin. I, I, I think it's very important that your viewer, if you're watching this, I want you to know that it kind of doesn't matter where you're coming from. Some people who I've shared the stage with, the millionaires and billionaires, world leaders, athletes and artists, many of them come from a, an easier background and some come from a very difficult background. Some you could just see it in them, they were destined for success. Others would say to you they were not the most gifted. Many of them would say they didn't have the, 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 the key elements that one would think are necessary and yet they made it. So the questions of where someone comes from aren't necessarily as important as to how that is part of the story. I come from a challenging background. My, my family had challenges. I have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I could not speak in sentences until I was nine years old. Could not read until I was 21 years old. I have no college, no university degrees. I was kind of homeless-ish at the age of 19 and uh, suicidally depressed, I could go deeper and deeper. The point is, one might think the odds were stacked against me. One might think the chances of me having my dream life, being a well, happy, healthy person who wants to contribute and make the world a better place, 
one might say the odds were against that. And I'm honored to be here and be able to share the pathway that I found to get from wherever you are to where you dream of being. That's a great opening, and I want people to understand, because a lot of times when people hear dream life, it can also trigger things of maybe that's beyond where you are. And what yeah. we want to do during this show with James is we really want to connect the dots. James shared a little bit about his story. You're obviously listening from wh wherever you find yourself at this point. But we want to connect the dots and make it relevant to your big breakthrough, the, the big breakthrough that sets you up. James, do you want to talk about maybe some of the things that happened after that because we're going to talk about b breakthroughs. We know that we have multiple breakthroughs yeah. along the way of our journey. And I'm going to reference Albert Einstein again eventually here because that, mm. he's one of the people that I, that I studied. But let's talk about you, your journey. Let's talk about some of the breakthrough, breakthrough moments that you've had and maybe leading up to that flashpoint where you had that really big breakthrough moment, that visceral moment where everything came, to, came into clear picture for you. Thank you. Yeah, I would say that What's really important to me is what you said about multiple breakthroughs, multiple flashpoints. You know, when I hit a, a flashpoint, when I had one of those miraculous events that just seemed to change everything, I thought that was it. I thought I had hit the pinnacle of my, my, my experience, only to later hit another one and another one and another one. And now I just can't wait to see how far this game can go. My first big flashpoint breakthrough was actually, I was looking for a job as a janitor. I couldn't find a job at a mall, and I, I took a job at a tuxedo place, and I wanted to be a janitor, but I had to rent tuxedos. Little did I know that while I was listening to the audio cassettes, I was listening to Les Brown, Earl Nightingale, Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley. I was listening to them all day long on my Sony Walkman. Some might remember that. <laughs> and I was listening to them, and I did not know that that was affecting my ability to do the job. Turned out I was the third most successful salesman in this entire corporation without knowing I was doing sales. And that was a breakthrough. And then that led me to a sales, uh, to a different sales job where I was sent to sales training. When without my intention, I ended up taking over the class. I was trying to hide in the back, but the, the teacher couldn't answer questions. I started answering questions. The teacher said, ask James McNeil. He's the one with the answers. And the class turned their chairs to face me and I took over the class. I didn't intend that but I knew something miraculous had happened. That was a flashpoint for me. I realized I was what I was here for, to be someone who could bring encouragement and inspiration to bring light into darkness in whatever form. And then that was a big flashpoint. Um, and then many years, I, I, I could give you a bunch of flashpoints, but that's one that comes to mind, Austin. That was a real starting point for me to say, wait, I'm not just a janitor, not to insult anyone who's a janitor, but I didn't feel that that was why I was here. I felt there was more to me. And, while you're watching this, you probably think there's more to you than this world has seen. Well, that's how I felt. And so that flashpoint started to open up the door of me starting to share the stages and work with corporations and all that. So that was one big first flashpoint, Austin. Here you are. You have this challenged upbringing. Yes. You can't read until you're 21. True. You can't put a sentence together until you're nine, and, you, and then you can't read until you're 21. Yeah. And then you go off on this journey of personal development. Yep. You get into this corporation, you become the top person, and then yep. you're, you're in a training class, and what you're saying is that in that class, you had a moment where you started to realize that maybe there was something bigger happening. Is yes, that right? Yes, and it was the social mirror. It was the evidence that was, that was mounting. I didn't see it myself. I had, to, I had to be encouraged to spot what was true. I didn't know I was a top 
one of the top closers in this entire corporation. They had wow. to take me aside. They took me out to lunch and said, we want to offer you your own store. We want to make you a star. Wow. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so <laughs> I didn't see what others were seeing. And when I was in that classroom and the teacher said, ask James, he knows better than me. I, I, I was horrified. I was, I was petrified. I, I have huge social phobias. When the class turned to look at me, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. But the, the evidence kept coming back that you, you have some gifts, you have some abilities. And I bet people watching, there's people who have been saying to you, you know, you're good at this, you have a gift at this, you have an ability. And sometimes we have to listen to the voices coming back. And the social mirror was what told me I was more than I thought I was. And I just stopped arguing with the evidence, got really excited about saying, okay, let's see how far this can go. But it was external evidence coming into me that really gave me that encouragement to keep moving forward. Brilliant. What happened after that? Because I really want to delve into this. Because as you know, James, the journey is ongoing. There's multiple breakthroughs. And I use Albert Einstein as an example because Albert Einstein worked on the theory of relativity for many years, many different moving parts, many breakthroughs, much research, hours that we never even probably will fully understand. But we do know that there was a moment in the journey when he discovered it, when he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he had uncovered and unlocked one of the keys to the universe. So as we're talking with James McNeil, there, there was a moment at some point where you unlocked the keys of your own universe, so to speak. Yeah. And maybe it was a, a decision, maybe it was something that, that manifested and came to fruition. But what, what moment do, do you recall where you just felt that? And then the way I want to relate it to you, James, is where you felt it in every part of your body. You, you felt yeah. it, you thought it, it just was all encompassing. Do you have a moment like that? Well, I'm gonna jump, I, I, I think I've had many. I want to jump to the more recent one, when I okay. finally put together Pure Spiritual Intelligence, my metaphysical success philosophy. This is something I've been working on for over 30 years. There was something inside of me that said there are answers within the metaphysical realm. Metaphysical just means beyond the physical, the evident, the obvious, the mathematical. There's something beyond that that are the secrets of success in this life. And most of those secrets have been applied to the afterlife conversations through religion. But yes. some have talked about how the metaphysical world affects our time-space continuum right here, right now, you and I. And so for over 30 years, I've been studying it, trying to figure out what it is, what's the secret, what's a complete philosophy that functions together. I've also looked at how do I articulate this without offending? My work is rated RR, religiously respectful. <laughs> That's great. And so I was dabbling and working and trying and praying and seeking and and then it hit me I, I was this is going back maybe just a couple of years ago austin where it hit me so hard that i got it i, I just realized i've got it i cracked the code it, it seemed like a miraculous overwhelming experience and along with that euphoric experience of i've got to get this out to the world was the responsibility of i've got to get this out to the world it shifted from being purely euphoric to a high level of responsibility if you cure camp cancer you're not supposed to keep your mouth shut about it right. and so along with this beautiful insight and power and clarity and confidence came a heavy responsibility and and so ever since then and i continue to hold that responsibility to get the message out to the world because i believe i've cracked the code and that was the moment for me austin i was all alone reading and writing and researching and praying and all of a sudden i saw something the final piece of a puzzle that i couldn't figure out for 30 years and finally it locked into place and then, then it was just, let's get this out there. 
Right, and I've been studying this a while, and you know, you're starting to hear more and more spirituality and things yeah. in the workplace. But I know you, and I know your work, and I believe that the work that you've put together, you've, you've truly tied it all together where it makes sense no matter what background you come from. And I like your RR, related, religious, religiously uh, respectful, which is brilliant. And I, so, but I just want to, if you're the viewer, why should you listen to James McNeil? Like, why should you even be interested in this work? Like, who is he? Why would you even indulge in something like this? I know your work, James, but what would you say to that person who might be that, that, that on the cynical side saying, well, who is this guy and why should I listen to him talk about spiritual intelligence? Sure, sure. Well, I would say, first of all, I'm humbled by, by the question because I, I'm with you. Why should you listen to me? But consider, consider what you know, not what I know. Consider what you know. Do you know that there's more to you than this world has seen? If you know that, you, I would encourage you to, to seek answers to that. Then what is it that's in you? When you look at why some people are more successful than other people, the science of success measures externals. It measures, well, they wake up at this time, and they eat this food, and they dial the phone this many times a day, and this is how they talk to people. We can study from the outside in. Yes. But in the end, you know that many people can learn how to play music, and only a few become stars. Yes. Many people learn art, but there's only so many Picassos. Many people can learn marketing or sales or speaking or dancing, but only a few crack into the supernatural realm that, that goes somewhere else, that they, they, they have inspiration and, and some visceral thing happens. If you've seen that, then you know what I'm saying has some validity, whether you want to listen to me about it or somebody else. But listen to yourself. You know that there's more to you than this world has seen. You know that behind all of the highest successful people in money, in relationships, in art, in science, in business, yes, in politics, every super successful person, there's more to their story than anything that can be measured. And when you acknowledge that, you begin to ask yourself, what's behind the curtain? And that's what I've done. I've spent 30 years articulating what's going on behind the curtain in a religiously respectful, so you can be atheist, agnostic, um, so far, I've been signed off on by Buddhism. I have a Buddhist monk speaking at my. Uh, I am. My foundation is Christianity. My 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 pastor is signed off on everything. Um, we've got uh, Islam. My my Muslim friends have signed off. My Sikh friends have signed off. My Hindu friends have signed off. This is a safe way for you to be able to investigate it. So, you may want to check out my work, but. But what I do encourage you to do is listen to the voice inside of you that, that says there's bigger answers, there's bigger questions, and there's more to you than this world has seen, and there's a way to unlock it. That's what I encourage you to believe in. Very well said. We're going to take a short break here in a moment, but I just want to come back to this because, James, I do want to get to your, your dark moment of the soul where you, you had uh -huh. that, that, that breakthrough. I want really people to understand that. I want to talk more about pure spiritual intelligence, and we want to talk more about dream life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Flashpoint. My name's Austin. We are talking to James McNeil, the creator and founder of Dream Life. We delved a little bit into his past and his story. We talked about pure spiritual intelligence. In this segment, we're going to talk more about that dark moment of the soul that, that James had where everything kind of just came down on him. And we had a, a moments where he knew there was more, but he was kind of entrenched in that, that tough situation. And then we're going to talk more about Dream Life. So, James, welcome back. Hey, thank you very much, Austin. This is a <laughs> thrill. I'm really enjoying this. Sir. 
Now, you've, I know you've had a tough journey because I know you a little, you know, we, we've been friends for a while now, so I do know yeah. you a little bit more, but I want to give the viewer and the audience a little bit more about your story, about the moment that you went through, the, the threshold that you needed to cross to be where you are today. And had you ha not had that dark moment, had you not made a decision to cross that threshold, you wouldn't be with us today. I want to visit that because I want people to know that, that it's possible, that their big breakthrough is possible regardless of where they find themselves. James, is there a moment that you recall where you, you were in that, that dark place and then something transpired that got you to take a step and move forward? Yeah, sadly, Austin, it's all, it comes back like an ocean of emotion. I, I, I go back to that moment. I want to give a little setup to that moment so that the viewer can understand. Um, I'm only doing this at Austin's request to go to go into this. I, I generally stay in the in the positive realm, but to encourage you to know, no matter what your past is, the future is still uh, possibly very beautiful and bright. So I'm going to start with a, a little bit about the past, and then I'm going to hit that moment, Austin, if you, if if that's okay, sir. Yes, if you would. Yes, please. So I'll summarize um, my childhood to say, having ADHD, I, I really struggled to connect with people. I had. I had a lot of people not like me. In fact, I, I thought everyone hated me. Uh, every every authority figure, uh, every teacher, uh, and even to my own home situation. Um, I'll just say this. Uh, I've been bullied, beaten, battered, broken, abandoned. I've been choked, strangled, hung, and drowned. And so I've had some challenging moments that I kept on surviving. Wow. I found myself... Uh, my family disbanded when I was 18, so there was going to be no family home. I needed to survive. I couldn't fill in a one-page tenant application to rent a room. I'd been working and paying rent since I was 13, but to be an adult was not something I was prepared for. I got a car for $500. I'm in Toronto, Canada. That's where I live. And I bought a car for $500. I drove it to Florida to survive the winter. Shortly after I got there, somebody stole my car with all of my belongings in it. I was again feeling quite hopeless. I spiraled down into a suicidal depression and I decided that I was going to take my own life without taking my own life. And so what I decided to do was become a drug runner. Those were back in the Scarface days, if you ever saw the movie Scarface, when cocaine was flooding the shores of Florida. And so I knew some people who knew some people who were drug runners. And these were young guys walking around with paper bags. It was a famous part of that culture at that time. And each one of these young men would carry a paper bag and they would have a, a row of pagers on their belt. And one pager would be pick up, drop off, all the stuff. And in the bag would be $100,000 or so of cocaine and or cash. And so even normal citizens started killing these kids for the cocaine and the cash. Not just criminals, but even normal, quote unquote, normal people. So the lifespan for a drug runner was three months. Well, Austin, I thought that was perfect. My plan was to become a drug runner and have someone else take my life just in case there's a God. And just in case God says you're not allowed to take your own life, I wanted to make sure that I had someone else to blame when I got there. Wow. And so that was my master plan, become a drug runner. And I remember the day before I was meeting the drug runners, I sat in my car, and this is my moment, Austin. I was sitting in my car, and I, I just broke down into tears. I was bawling like a baby. And I called out, and I said, God, if you exist, if there's, any, if there's anyone out there, and if you don't hate me too, uh, this is your last chance. This is our last chance. Tomorrow I'm meeting drug runners, and I have to become a monster. And I suspect I won't make it uh, three months. Wow. And so I said, this is our last chance if you want to get to me. 
And so I wouldn't say that I had the power of transforming my life. I believe that there is source, source energy, source love, God, if you will. And that energy, that love energy is on your side, is on my side. And so our dream life is perfect and prepared. It's paid for. It's present. It's just waiting for us to jump into the river called the Zoe River of, of life or our dream life. And so I called out. That's what I did, Austin. I don't have a master plan. I called out. The next day I met a girl and I asked her on a date. <laughs> I was going to meet the drug runners at night, but I asked her on a date, figuring, yeah, if she shoots me down, whatever, I'm going to die soon. And so I got the date, but she said, you have to go to my church with me if you want to go out with me. I'm like, fine. So I went on the date instead of meeting the drug runners. So I was within hours of, of signing an agreement that would have ended my life. And instead, I went to her church, and, um, and I started to learn more about spirituality and faith and, and the fact that uh, I felt I could feel loved and forgiven and all those things. I'm not going to get into my specific wow. faith journey, but wow. spirituality and my connection to source changed everything. And from there, it was just a matter of, now what can I do? I went from a desperado, a needy, self-centered person to, I'm now an agent of this love energy. I've got to let the world know what I know and to find ways that are appropriate and, and respectful to get the, to get other people to feel the love that I now felt. So that was, the, that was a big turning point for me, Austin. James, it's like when I'm listening to you, uh, first of all, thank you for sharing that story, James, and um, I honor you for, for opening up and sharing that. But as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking to myself, you were destined to do this work. Mm. It's like you were, you were called, you were tapped on the shoulder, as, as I believe we all are in our, in our own way. But yeah. this is an amazing story. And so you move forward. And you didn't, even, you didn't obviously know in that moment, but as you reflect back on it, you see that it, it all was a divine connection where the, the, the mosaic of, of the puzzle meshed together beautifully to bring you where you are today. And now... We have the first of all, you have the honor to be with me here today, and uh, from you know from Toronto, talking about helping people create their dream life. I want you to speak about that because I wanted people to kind of know where you came from, where you started yeah. from, to talk about the dream life and what it means, what it means for you, what it means for everybody that you've worked with, the thousands upon thousands upon lives that you've touched, yeah. and you know, and all around the globe with this work. Let us let us hear that, James. Let these viewers really understand that. Thank you, Austin. So, to speak to you, the viewer, I want you to know that you have visions, and some of them you're allowing yourself to admit you have, and some of them you haven't. Maybe if you go back to when you were a child, you had visions of going to wonderful places and doing wonderful things and being a part of wonderful community and family and love and romance and and purpose, right? To be a philanthropist, to be able to clothe the naked, feed the hungry, to plant the trees, save the whales, make a difference. You, you've had visions that you may have thought, who am I? Who am I? I'm, I'm struggling with day to day. I'm struggling with this. People don't like me. I didn't do well in math or whatever those stories are that you might be telling yourself. Well, I want you to know that your highest, greatest vision, according to the wisdom literature, not just one faith journey, but consistent your highest visions of your potential dream life aren't as high as the real dream life vision is and it's said that this source source energy source love god if you will has a perfect plan for your life perfect plan for your life that you would be happier than you could ever imagine the goal of all goals is happiness that's what aristotle taught us and so you may think you want more money than you really want you may think that you want less than you really want but the ma 
master plan is perfect so that you'll have mm. the ultimate love, joy, peace, purpose, and prosperity, that everything is perfect. And it's already prepared, planned, paid for, approved. There is, there's, the, the secret now is to allow yourself to believe that you can have that magnificent life, one that you can't justify or explain, one that you can't prove on a mathematical table. You can't put it on paper, here's how I got there. Would you be open to today, everything just starting to go perfect, that everything started to go perfect, you had the perfect level challenges so that you could learn and grow and stretch and feel that you're a part of your magnificent life? If you're not open to it, then understand you're not open to it. But know this, the only thing, the only force in this universe that can stop you is you. The only other force that could stop you is actually the one on your side. And so the only way that you can be stopped is to stop yourself. And if you'll stop stopping yourself, you'll realize how unstoppable you are. The plan mm. is perfect, it's approved, and it's prepared. To allow yourself to believe and start enjoying that and be grateful and excited, this would be a turning point for you. A flashpoint. Amen, a flashpoint. It's a beautiful, eloquently said, and this leads us to moving into dream life. Because what, what I'm hearing you say, it sounds like you're connecting to it. You're yes. connecting to it. And as we bring the show here to a close here in the closing minutes, let's talk about dream life. Yeah. Let's talk about that step and what you've created for people where they can learn and kind of allow themselves to open up to this and experience everything that you just so eloquently said. Thank you. Well, I think the most simple illustration I can give you is a river. It's a river that has twists and turns, a little bit of rapids, and this is a river. And this river is called the Zoe River. Z, or sorry, Z, for my American friends, I'm in Canada. Z-O-E. Z-O-E, Zoe. And the Zoe River is the river of abundant life, or, for our purposes, dream life. So this river is your dream life river where even the rapids and even the twists and turns are all part of the perfect experience. So this is the dream life. And this dream life, the secret is the word faith. They might say faith in what? Faith in who? My religion, your religion. I'm not getting into that. But there is source love, source energy. There is God, if you will. Your comfort zone in some kind of a love force would be helpful. So a faith that everything's perfect and everything's improving. I can look at my childhood with every twist and turn, every rapid, every waterfall, every tragedy, and be grateful for 100% of everything I've ever experienced because without that, I wouldn't be here. I believe everything in my past and your past is perfect to make us the person who can now experience a dream life. This might be a divine appointment for you. So faith is that river. Now the shores are fear, and frustration. And as your river goes, you might be, where right, you see a rapid move into fear. Right. It's moving too slow, frustration. This central river is a secret to your dream life. And herein, it's always now and it's always perfect. James, we've covered so much in this. I want to recommend people to connect with you. I want let's tell them how they can connect with you. If we could do that now, please. I love it. Yes. I love it. The best place to go is jamesmcneil.com. So James McNeil, James spelled the way you would expect it. McNeil is M-A-C-N-E-I-L, jamesmcneil.com. You can also look for Pure Spiritual Intelligence. You can look for purespiritualintelligence.com. Either of these ways, you can find me. We can begin the journey together. If I could be part of your dream life, I'd be honored. Thanks, Austin. This has been an incredible time spent. 
look forward. James, I'd love to have you back on the show. For now, this is Austin Haynes. This is Flashpoint. Stay tuned because your breakthrough moment could be right around the corner. Wow, what an amazing interview. What an amazing guy. I want to encourage you to connect with James. I'm going to drop James's information right in the show notes so you can connect with him. Additionally, I have two free gifts for you. As a listener of Flashpoint, I want to give you the opportunity to get an advanced copy of Flashpoint before it's released. Secondly, I want to give you the nine questions to identify and remove limiting beliefs. Nine questions to identify and remove limiting beliefs. I'm going to drop that information in the show notes so you can take advantage of these free gifts and move on your journey. Because as I said, you never know when your breakthrough might be right around the corner. But sometimes the most important thing we can do is identify and gain clarity on what's holding us back. This is Austin. This is Flashpoint. Stay with this and follow me all the way to your big breakthrough. I'll see you on the next episode of Flashpoint. Bye for now.